I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast, where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing? I am doing well. I was ill last week. I had a cold. And so Rico had to fly solo on the F9 review, which was a such a pity because I actually did my homework and I watched F7 and F8 in preparation for F9. So I feel terrible that I didn't get to, to come on the and give my opinion. However, it was basically the same as yours. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was like, close to the same. You know, yeah, yeah. And we watched it together. So you kind of already knew like how I felt about it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that was an interesting experiment doing a podcast by yourself. You started the show like back in the day when you started the podcast and it was called I Have a Movie Pass podcast. You did a few episodes by yourself and then you started having guests on and then I came on and I never left. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how people can do it on like on a consistent basis like that. Right, right. Uh, there's one guy that I listen to his show. His name is Bomani Jones. He's a ESPN reporter, journalist type of guy. And he has his own podcast, The Right Time. Uh, comes out every week and twice a week. And one of the episodes each week is just him solo. Bro. For over an hour of like different topics. Like I mean... I don't know how he does it, but like he'll be talking and I'll just be fascinated with what he's saying. And, you know, you come to the realization that nobody else has talked. Oh, duh. No one else is there. It's just him. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's fascinating to me when somebody can pull that off, have an entire discussion at you and, you know, you don't miss a second person. Right. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But besides that, uh, it was the holiday weekend. Hopefully everybody had a great uh, holiday weekend. Uh, Yes. I think. Did you did you eat and grill and stuff or I didn't really do any of that stuff. No. Didn't watch fireworks. Uh, Not in person. I I had to watch them on TV because like it started raining in my area and yeah, the family didn't want to go out. So no, absolutely. And it's humid. Looks, it's summer here in Florida. It is so damn hot outside and humid. Like when you walk outside, it's just wet. That's humidity. And we have that this in spades here in Florida. So it's nasty to go outside. I do not blame you one bit for not wanting to go see some live fireworks. I actually, my parents were in town. It was a lot of fun to have them here. All we did was eat. We were just eating the whole weekend. That is not bad. I know. And then on the fourth, we watched a ton of movies and, um, I like peaced out for one of them. I like took a nap during one of the movies <laughs> and it ended up being the sum of all fears with Ben oh. Affleck and Morgan Freeman and like all these people. And one of then those Jack Ryan movies. Yes. And then I said, okay, so the follow up is going to be, we have to watch either Jaws or the Sandlot and nobody wanted to watch Jaws, which is a classic 4th of July movie. So we watched the Sandlot, which was awesome. Hey, the, it's not a bad choice. Bro, that Ray Charles, like that Ray America. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that with the the night game, so good, <laughs> so good, and Benny running around the bases in slow motion. Everybody's just staring at the fireworks. Yes, yeah, that's Ugh. great stuff. Classic. So today, today we are not reviewing a movie. We are gonna look back at the first half of 2021. Yes, uh, we've already hit the mid year point here. I, I'm in shock because honestly, it feels like. It's just February, March, 
and know it's like we're almost halfway. We are halfway through the year. Yeah, we are. We have crossed the halfway point. We are more than halfway through the year, which is insane. Insane. I don't think anybody is prepared (laughs) for that. No, I don't (laughs) think so. So, yeah. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at the state of movies so far here in 2021. Yes. And we'll talk about our favorite movies so far this year. Yeah, you but made bef- me do a ranking here. Yeah, you know <laughs> you know me. But before we do all that, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you do like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way for us. Come and check us out on the socials to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Always Critic Pod. Lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It's such a great way for you to get involved and show your support. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. Yeah. And uh, one other note, uh, if you did not know, we have started a second podcast. This is a uh, a mini series that we're running yes. right now. Uh, Jessica, would you like to tell the people about it? I will tell the people about it. So it's called ATC Presents Debake Rambles. Uh, and it's basically us reviewing Korean dramas because that is my side hustle. Like I absolutely love watching Korean dramas. I've been a huge fan for many years. And I totally coerced Rico into starting a new podcast to talk about it and get him introduced into the the K-drama world. K-world. Um it has been a real fun experience and I think we've learned a lot and yes, it's just one season, but please give it a follow, give it a subscribe on all of the socials and all of the um, platforms where you can listen like Spotify and Apple podcasts, because that's going to go such a long way into me getting a season two. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Please, you know, if you're remotely excited about Korean entertainment, I highly recommend you listen to us on that new podcast. Debak K rambles. Debak K rambles. Find it on your preferred podcast app or Spotify anywhere that you can find us. Uh, so, uh, let's talk about the year 2021 and in regards to movies. I mean, where do you want to start? So basically 2020 was blown to bits. The schedule was completely imploded. Things got moved back. Things got pushed to streaming instead. And I think now we're seeing the after effects of that because now we're basically getting 2020 movies in 2021. Exactly. So I, I still feel like it's a, a bit of a drought. In looking back at all the 2021 movies and that's saying a lot because we've gone to the movies like a lot this year we're there like every weekend yeah pretty much and still i feel like the movie quality hasn't gone necessarily up except for a few exceptions and that's a shame (laughs) it is a shame because you would think that like especially in the first half of the year when there's signs of the vaccine and people are starting to get back to a normal routine yeah you would think that uh, movie studios would want to start releasing their movies a little sooner but i get them they they, they're trying to be cautious because again they feel like they can make the money Mm -hmm. on some of these movies so they're just they just keep holding stuff back and holding stuff back Uh, i think the best example of that is no time to die like they they pushed it a little bit, then they pushed it a little bit. And yeah. then, you know, I think uh, as far 
as like I want to say somewhere around November of last year, they had it scheduled in April of this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they finally punted one more time and said, no, we're going to do it in October. Uh, so it, a lot of this is going to come down to studios just wanting to preserve and knowing that they can make a lot of money at the box office. Um, but outside of that, though, do you feel, and maybe I'm alone here, but do you feel that studios are just releasing like a bunch of unwanted stuff on us or things that they had no faith in and they're just throwing it in here like, hey, let's see if this makes any money. Yeah. They are, right? Yeah, Because there are, there are a lot of movies that would not see the light of day. Uh, like, I'm going to mention one. I was going to say, give me an example because I have an example. Because the example that I would say would be the mis- Misfits. So That is also my example. So that is, Okay, so we have the same let's, example. I don't think we talked about it. Well, we did talk about it. I can't remember briefly. which episode. Very briefly. But... We, because we got tired of talking about whatever movie it was, we like graduated into like just railing against the Misfits because the Misfits is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's a heist movie with Pierce Brosnan and Nick Cannon and like, it sucks. It's It's absolutely like really heinously bad. And that movie, I feel like would have never seen the inside of a movie theater had it not been for this like pandy and people being really reluctant to go back to theaters period much less even for the big temple movies that are going to come out soon and have you know started to come out now yeah i i do agree with that uh another movie that i thought of was voyagers Voyagers. this is a movie that stars colin farrell but mm, not really not really Uh, it's uh, Ty, Sher- Ty Sheridan and uh, Lily Leslie- Rose Depp. Lily Rose Depp uh, are the main stars. But this is a movie that you could tell has been like in the can for like a little bit. And the studio just didn't know what to do with. And so they figured, let's throw it out there, see if it makes any money. Hmm. You know, they probably a lot of these movies, I think, most likely have some type of contract where, oh, it has to be shown theatrically. You know, before it goes to streaming or on demand. So like another example, Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking was my number one example. Yeah. Chaos Walking. It's just. It's an adaptation of a book. Yeah. That probably should have had way better of a reception than it did. And it was in uh, developmental hell Mm -hmm. uh, for the longest time. I remember seeing stills. From that movie, I would say probably like a few months after The Force Awakens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like there were stills from the studio, you know, that they sent out like, oh, Chaos Walking is in Mm -hmm. production. And so it was like young Tom Holland and young Daisy Ridley. And now is when we finally got it here in 2021. And it wasn't good. No. (laughs) So a lot of these studios have just been hang. you know, they have all this junk that they have to get rid right. of it's, it's like a yard sale almost. it is like a <laughs> it's just like a yard sale it's a movie theater yard sale just a yes. bunch of crap and it's it's been going on since you know early last year when the pandemic started when movie mm-hmm. theaters started to come back there was a lot of movies just thrown out there yeah you know that you'd be like where the hell did this Why? movie come from 
exactly. Um, now, I will say, I don't know if you have this on your list of like the better movies of the year, but a movie that I think is surprising that even though it was released, and you can tell this is not the type of movie that they release anymore in theaters, the rom-com, uh, oh. Finding You. Do you remember that? I remember Finding, yes. I do not have that on my top right okay i just wanted but yes absolutely we could talk about that because we actually we saw it in theaters Mm -hmm. and i remember turning to you and going i am so excited to see this movie because it's an actual rom-com and it's not getting pushed to netflix or something like that exactly actually in a theater it's actually in a theater and people went to go see that movie yeah it was uh in march i believe or april when the movie came out or oh my gosh no, I, I'm giving you a confused face because I can't believe this year is just Yeah, gone. it's flying. This this year's in, insane with how fast it's going. That a movie like that that I know we saw in theaters uh and just like that it's already <laughs> in in a matter of a blink of an eye it's already July. Yeah, it was uh April. April is when that movie came out. So Wow. Yeah. So it, it's a weird place that we're in because we're starting to see the big movies starting to come out you know mm. like in may is when it finally took off it was like okay we got a quiet place too mm-hmm. we got cruella what thoughts regardless on your thoughts on it it's it's a major right movie. major studio movie exactly uh we got f9 we're gonna be getting black widow and you know ton of movies i have a sneaky suspicion that the second half of this year is going to be so loaded with movies. Shut up. Come on. Yes. Loaded with movies, I think. Because there's obviously all the movies that we're talking about, like the mainstream stuff that we're waiting for. So like, you know, you got, I mean, the rest of this year, you have four Marvel movies coming out just in the span of now to December. That's Mm -hmm. four. Uh, Whatever Disney has up their sleeve, No Time to Die. You have so many of the big movies coming out we're not even talking about what's coming from like these directors like uh wes anderson wes anderson has a movie that was supposed to come out last year and we still haven't heard an announcement of so you're talking about like the prestige directors are also going to release during their typical time like oscar i think so yeah because um when else are you going to release it? Are you going to hold it off again? Like, is if your movie, if you believe it's going to be like a prestige player. Okay, hold on. Do you think the Oscars this year are going to be like really stacked? I have a feeling they will be. No way. I have a feeling they no, will be. Because, because it'll basically, basically be 2020 and 2021 exactly. Oscar movies together exactly. in exactly. one season. Oh my God. So, I'm like sweating. <laughs> so you're stacking all these movies like... You can't push a Wes Anderson movie again for another year, mm. you know? Uh, you got to you got to release it sometime this year. So you have that, you have Edgar Wright's new movie that's coming out later this year. You have like there's a lot of talented movies just sitting on like on the bench ready to come. You're saying the buffet is ready. Yes, we I just think haven't so. the doors haven't opened yet though. Doors haven't opened. <laughs> And I I have a sneaky suspicion that, like, beginning, like, in the middle of September on, it's going to be just, like, releases of just, like, all these 
top quality films. I'm, oh my God. That's my guess. Because, I mean, most of America has kind of opened up. Most movie theaters are kind of open at this point. And, you know, it keeps opening and opening and more mm-hmm. theaters open. So when you have almost all theaters open, like it it becomes prime time to just be like, okay, we, we got to do this. We got to... Yeah. We got to get our movie out there. We got to start building buzz. We got to start getting people's attention with these movies. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's going to be a stacked second half of the year. Oh, my God. Yeah. That has been exciting. Uh, you know, um, a movie that that's supposed to come out later this year that, you know, people haven't been talking about because it was supposed to come out last year. But Dune. Dune like, oh, my God. I got to watch the original movie on HBO Max. Before oh. I watch the new one, uh, I'm determined. I, I'm gonna warn you. <laughs> Shut up! You you've seen it. Yeah, that. Don't first. say anything bad. Don't uh, okay, say anything. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything. Ugh. But um, I'm gonna read the book. I want to read the book. You're gonna read the book. Have you seen the book? Yes. Yes. I You're have. gonna read the book. I have it. I have the book. What? And I haven't <laughs> read it. Yeah, I know. Dude. So. There's I'm, no like Dune reading plan like there is for like the Bible, like a Bible reading plan. <laughs> Read this chapter <laughs> and then this chapter. There probably no. is. There probably is. I bet there is. There's got to be some type of reading plan. But oh. uh, that is to say, so far, I think you and I can agree. The the first half of 2021 has not been stellar. There's no. been a couple of notable Breakout stuff. movies. Yes. But um, the vast majority are just really disappointing and not watchable (laughs) oh yeah exactly uh let me ask you a question about your list of what you know what you put on your list Um, yeah uh you know how the oscars were delayed at the beginning of the year uh so those movies that were like prestige movies but got released at the beginning of this year did you put those on your list or did you leave those off what would you consider? So, like something like Minari, Nomadland. No, I didn't put those on the list. Uh, you know, mostly like because I use Letterboxd. Judas and, I and the Black Messiah. I only said like 2021 releases. So oh, okay. whatever Letterbox considered a 2021 release ah. is how I did my list. Gotcha. I decided to go by my diary, like by when I. When, when I you rate the movie, yeah, when I watch it, okay, because okay. I, I keep track of when I watch yeah, the movie. Yeah, so do I. So do I. So I went by that, and I just look through to see the movies that I know I saw this year, and or that are from this year, like in theaters or something like that. Yeah, because there is a movie on my list that we watched it this year. It was released this year, but because it played at Sundance last year, it's a 2020 movie. You know? Oh, I see. Then so, I don't have that on my list. So s- stuff like that is what I okay. mean. So I think with that said, though, I think we could go ahead and talk about what are our five favorite movies so far. Yes. Here in 2021. And I figured we could start from five, work our way to number one. Okay. So, uh, Jessica, I'll let you start us off. What is your uh, fifth favorite movie so far this year? Looking around the corner to make sure no one's going to come at me. Um, It's Zack Snyder's Justice League is number five (laughs) on my list. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That movie is a monstrosity, you know, on many levels. But I quite enjoyed it. I think that it's leaps and bounds better than what was 
presented to us originally. And I think it was a really good attempt at like a noir type of uh, superhero movie. I think it um, had a lot of connective tissue to it that helped it in that's missing from a lot of superhero movies. I would say it just like didn't really hold back as far as content and runtime, of course. Um, right. Yeah. I think it was a really good showing for Zack Snyder. Um, would I watch it again? No. If like maybe a little bit of it comes on, like, yeah, I'll sit and watch it for a bit. But as far as seeking it out again, probably never. Probably never. <laughs> So I think that's that's a good point that you bring up that movies from this year, sure, you did like them. Yes. But that does not mean that they will stand the test of time or that they right. will, you know, move forward in our consciousness Correct. of moviegoers. Yes. Okay. So I am in agreement with you on that. It's not in my top five. Right. Um, but I did enjoy this experience of the Justice League versus the one from 2017. Uh, that one is really bad. It's a really bad version of the movie. Yeah. Um, I still don't think it's necessary for it to be uh, four hours long. <laughs> four, four hours long? I, I really don't. I, I don't know why he had to make it four hours long. But with that said. He's compensating. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, he is. For, uh, for the original, but um, yeah, uh, that movie is ridiculously long. It's so yeah. unfriendly to the casual watcher. It, just yeah. oh, it, it's it's n- not something that you sh- as a casual watcher. Yeah, this is not something that I think anyone really enjoys as a casual watcher. Yeah, I think this is something specifically for just. The fans who yelled Snyder Cut. Yes, on all corners of the internet. Yeah, they would not stop. (laughs) They would not stop. Can't stop, won't stop. So so that brings me to my number five. What Um, is it? It's the movie. I I mentioned it like when I was talking about the year or whatever. Okay. Uh, I went with The Courier uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, my God. God, what a pull. Yes. The, uh, the Courier. Yes, we yeah, saw that in the theater. We did see that in the theater this Holy year. Holy crap. Yes. Uh, it went by a different name at the la- at in 2020 Sundance, but I can't remember what the name was. Uh, I just found the acting so, you know, so well done by everyone in that movie. And I love a good espionage story. Yes. Uh, you know, like some intrigue, some double crossing, backstabbing, like things like that. Tension. I really enjoy it. Yes. Tension. Uh, are they going to be able to pull it off type of things? I love movies like that. Uh, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch does a really good job of playing like the he's not a buffoon. That's not the word I want to use, but he's kind of like posh every man. Not even because he kind of is a little bit. Uh, at least at the beginning, he's somewhat like not even bumbling, but he's kind of like uh, I can't even describe it that well. Re- reluctantly stealthy. Reluctantly stealthy is not a bad word. Uh, <laughs> he's obviously not a pro at this. So like he's like, you know, very anxious about it and everything. I thought he did a good job. I think the reason why the movie 
maybe is not higher on my list is towards the end. Like there's a little too much of the torture that goes on not to give away too much, but uh, so there's just a little, yeah, that movie took a turn and we were like, Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. This took a bit of a left. And so that's why it's not higher on my list because I think it could have gotten higher on my list if if it stuck. If you remained in a better. suit for the majority of the movie, right? So, <laughs> uh, just wanted to give a shout out real quick. I don't know if you have this on your list, but Ray and the Last Dragon just missed out on my top five. It did miss out on my top five as well. Yeah, so it could have easily been in the Justice League spot, but I recently but. rewatched Raya, and I was like. That's that's the biggest sin of that movie is very yeah. eh. and yeah. and I wanted to like it so much. Yeah, so do I. I, I really enjoy um, that style of animation. And, you know, I just thought the cast was pretty great. And like, I don't know, it just didn't work. Exactly. All right. So what is your number four movie? It is Judas and the Black Messiah. Ah, so you yes. did include. Okay, gotcha. I did include it. it well, Letterbox. I don't. I don't really right. like, look too much into it or fact check it. But, Fair but, enough. No, no. Yeah, it's considered a 2021 movie in the Letterbox app, so it's my number four pick. I feel like the movie is prestige, and it certainly got a lot of play for awards, and I'm glad. Like it's a really edgy movie. Mm-hmm. And in that respect, like I wouldn't rewatch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not really my bag to begin with. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's great. But like, would I go back? No. It's a really good movie. And the acting performances all the way around are fantastic. I mean, it did get uh, Daniel Kaluuya, his Oscar for best mm-hmm. supporting actor. Yeah. Um, I walked away from that movie thinking that because it was being lumped into the 2021 Oscars, you know, or, you know, for all the movies from last year, it was being lumped in there. I considered it probably one of the three best movies that I saw from, you know, those that group of movies. And yeah, it's a great movie. I don't have it on my list because like I kind of like filtered out those <laughs> movies, even though we saw yeah. it this year. Yes. You know, I kind of considered it since, you Okay, know, you went a little more. I went a little more. Like, you did a little more homework than I did. Ju- just slightly. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because I don't think our lists are going to be like wildly or drastically different. Um, or maybe they are. Who I, knows? Uh, bro. <laughs> Who knows? So uh, that was your number four. Uh, four, Judas and the, yeah. So yeah, what's so, your number four? Yeah, if you want to check our full thoughts on that, you can go back and listen to our episode on True. it. True, yes. Uh, so... Check that out. My number four, you can also check out an episode on. It's A Quiet Place Part 2. Ah, okay, okay. I thought that they did a really good job of not making it feel like we were treading the same storyline over again. Uh, We got a little bit out of the comfort zone of the first movie. You know, we're exploring the world a little bit more. They opened it up. We're introduced to new characters in a really good way. Um, I'm not usually a scary movie person. This is more of like a thriller. Like, it's not like scary, scary. So it's right in the level that I really appreciate when it comes to movies like this. I think that you really thrive in this smaller niche horror genre. Right. So, you know, it's not 
all it's jump a little scares. More, yeah, it's a little bit more accessible. A little more. And uh really want to give it out a uh, shout out to Killian Murphy. Uh that that performance is really good as, you know, a grieving father, as a reluctant hero. Uh very good job by him. I, I really enjoy it. And if you want the our keeper full of thoughts, dead bodies. Hey. If you want to know more about that, I said what I said. <laughs> check out our episode. Just scroll back on the podcast feed. You'll see A Quiet Place Part Two. All right. So that puts us at your number three, Jessica. My number three movie is Nobody. Oh, what? Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. I know. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is a bit of a surprise for me. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's what, what's his name again? Um, um, the guy from Better Bob Call Saul. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Wow. Sorry, Bob. But Bob did great. Really liked this movie. I rewatched it with um, my people. They really liked it. And I think at the end of the day, I remember it. And so that's why it's higher on my list. Gotcha. That it's got sense. a good stability, like, you know, memorability. Memor. Oh, my God. That's not even a word. I'm That's so not. sorry. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember it. And um, I, I like it. I think it's funny in places. I think it's serious in places. And the world just seems very much realized. And that I appreciate versus like other worlds that are like, I don't know, not very well baked. You know, they're just right. half baked. Like, oh, yeah, it's a standard, you know, insert movie here. Right. This I one see what you're nice. saying. Yeah. And there's a lot of bits of John Wick in it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. You know, it's the same producer. Same producer, exactly. So having that guy, the most unlikely guy you can think of, Bob Odenkirk. Yes. To be like that hero, that action hero. Yeah. Is uh, something that you wouldn't expect. But that is a curveball that 2021 threw us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that a guy like Bob Odenkirk can, I mean... Hollywood's been doing that lately for a while now. Like they take all these older actors or like guys who are middle aged and put them in these action movies. Yeah. And it I all wish started. they would do that for the ladies as well. Yes. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Bro, oh, man. Like, it would be epic. Dude, imagine. And I know she's going to be in Black Widow, but imagine Rachel Vice like in an action series. Oh, you know? my God. Right. Can- it's not a oh bad idea. It's a great idea. I it's, just, it's upsetting because at the same time, I really like that Hollywood is bringing old in older actors to lead movies, but they're not doing it for the ladies. So no, I think the closest thing you have is probably Charlize and she's not even that yeah, old. She's not that old. So I think she that looks resplendent. Yeah. She have does. you seen Charlize? No, I have. We definitely just saw seen her, her in yeah. F9. Yeah. In her <laughs> weird bowl cut. In the bo- it's literally a bowl cut. It's really a yeah. It literally is. That deserves a whole episode on just Charlize's just the, hair in, in the, the fast uh, in saga. The fast saga. I yeah, can't yeah. wait to what it looks like <laughs> in, in in Fast Ten. I cannot wait. Uh, so so that was your number three. Yeah. Uh, so we had an episode on that as well. You can check we out did. our full thoughts yes. in that episode. Uh, my number three. We did not do an episode on. Uh, my number three is an animated movie. And it is The Mitchells versus The Machines. I haven't seen that movie. It is on Netflix. Okay. It, it was a movie that was supposed to be released in theaters last year, but then uh, 
Sony sold it off to Netflix. Netflix released it this year. Boy, was I surprised with how good this movie was. Get out. This is a family. Uh, there's a girl who is about to go to college. Um, her family doesn't really understand her. You know, her interests are making movies, unlike these weird, uh, very weird movies that she posts online. Uh, her dad doesn't really get it. And, you know, they're trying to connect before she leaves to college. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very sweet story about, you know, a father and a daughter trying to connect and the family trying to connect before she leaves for college. Uh, and then there's a robot takeover of the entire world. Wait. wait. So an AI company from Silicon Valley makes a new, uh, basically a helper. Cyberdyne? Pretty much. And then the robots become self-aware and start to capture the humans around the world. <laughs> oh my god. To ship so- them off into space and to never return. And what? Now they are one of the only families to not be captured because of how inept they are. <laughs> but it's up to them to save the world. And this movie was great. No way. It was so much fun uh, because you have some just some weird but very stylistic choices they make. This is from uh, Sony Animation. Oh, Sony okay. Animation does a really good job of making their characters look unique. Mm-hmm. So versus something like and this is not to like criticize too heavily, but like something like Pixar, they kind of have a have mold. A and a look, right? And they don't really stray away from that. But Sony has done some interesting things with their, you know, the way their characters look. Like, it's a mixture of, like, computer animated and hand-drawn, almost the way uh, Spider-Verse oh, kind of looked. Yeah, into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, so it's a little more on the computer-generated side, this movie. But you can tell there's, like, moments where characters are hand-drawn and stuff like that. Um, There's a lot of mixed media. So, like, they'll be looking at a video, and the video is of real people. You know, it's not an animated thing. It's, like, a real video. Right. Uh, But overall, like, just the dynamic of the family is so great to watch. I think that it's funny throughout. Like, you'll laugh. You are selling me hard on this movie it's a very good movie it's I good was, i was it? very surprised and, right. and so that's why it ended up at number three for me the mitchells versus the machines wow so uh that's my number three so now what is your number two my number two is malcolm and marie you and i have the same number two hey there hey. you go <laughs> so i so you and me obviously like this movie Yes. But I think that you and I are kind we're of... We're in the minority, I we're think. We're in the minority in this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, because people didn't like how it spoke to them. <laughs> it was <Right>. about them. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, we kind of took it with a grain of salt, like, whatever. Like, even if it is criticizing the critics <laughs> and everyone who is a hypocrite in some way, shape, way shape or form with their entertainment career like is it true is it 
is it false? Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, these characters are having, you know, these epiphanies and these, like, grand, eloquent conversations. And it's either you feel offended or you feel like, oh, no, no, I'm I'm into it. It's entertaining. Yeah, I found it to be very entertaining. And yeah. yet, sometimes it's a little tough because... It is, you know, it is. It's, no, it's, it's a tough. couple that is just... It feels like they're on the brink of a breakup because they are just throwing these daggers daggers at each other uh verbally that are just you know you kind of cringe when you you're watching it because you're just like "Ooh, i wouldn't have i would never have said that yeah or like just some of the things they bring up to each other about their past uh is just so hurtful Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but it's so well written you know these characters are realized characters these Mm -hmm. are characters that feel human they feel even even though they're speaking in a manner that i don't think that the normal That's person been, you know proofread but um, right exactly at the same time like the content of what they're saying is very um impactful and yeah. powerful you know so that part of it really spoke to me and i feel like it spoke to you as well and uh, what one more thing that I wanted to mention is that this was a pandemic movie. So this yes. is a movie that was filmed during the pandemic, I think in like less than 30 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was filmed with John David Washington and Zendaya. And also it looks beautiful. Like it's in black and white, yeah. but they do a really good job of the lighting and the cinematography on how it looks. So I really enjoy Malcolm and Marie. It's, it's a not tough an watch. easy watch. Yes. Oh my God, we said the same thing two different ways. Two different yes. ways. But yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy watch. It's a tough watch. Uh, but I think that if you are looking for something from this year that has some really good writing mm-hmm. and some characters that you can understand, even if maybe you don't sympathize with them, but you can understand yeah, you where can they're empathize. coming from. Uh, then Malcolm and Marie is the way to go. So uh, that brings us to our number one. I have a feeling we have the same same one. I think we do. Uh, Jessica, what is your number one movie? Saca tu bandera in the heights, baby. Come on. (laughs) Yep, yep. It was too easy. It was too easy. It was. I can't um, believe that I for sure thought we were going to have completely different lists because we started way out, like way different. But we ended up at the same top two. Yeah, same top two. Um, we didn't discuss this, but no. <laughs> I. So I did have a feeling that we would end up at the same number one, just yes. because how much we really enjoyed the in the heights. We did enjoy in the heights, and I would say that even though it's not necessarily rewatchable in its entirety, I would say that some sequences are extremely fun and enjoyable and rewatchable, like the sequence at the end. Um, what is it? The one where they're actually singing that song and they take out the flags. Oh, uh, Carnaval del Barrio. Carnaval del Barrio. That song is great. And, you know, a couple of the songs are really just, you can put them on like at any point during the yeah. day. Return to it. The movie really hooks you in with that first song. The, uh, yeah. It does a really good job of establishing who who we're going to see. And it's so catchy, the music. Yes. And especially since we are Hispanic, you know, as you know, 
you're Cuban Puerto Rican, I am Puerto Rican Ecuadorian. Yes. You know, we see our culture there and we hear our culture yes. and you know, we're feeling it too. Right. Because uh it's so, you know, it's so known to us. Yeah. So So it's a familiar feeling and you know, all controversy aside, like we kind of we touched on that in our episode of it of our full review of in the heights, but you know, it really didn't take anything away for us. No, the no, movie it didn't. still like is really good. It's at our number one spot. <laughs> it is a, at our number one spot. Um, I was really surprised, and I don't mean to call them out here, but I was really surprised. Uh, the cine realists, uh, we've been guests on their show. We're you know they're friends of the pod. Uh, they didn't really like the movie. And I found it I found it a little surprising that they didn't like it, especially because uh, I know that one of them, they they like musicals Mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff was them saying that the music didn't really catch them and nothing really stood out. So I found it surprising. And when a lot of the conversation online was I was seeing a lot of the negative, I wasn't really seeing the positive, you know, Yeah. but then you look at the score on Rotten Tomatoes, like the, it was a 98%, you know, like critics were loving this movie right? up until a certain point, like at a certain point, like everything changed yeah, for this movie. And it was, I, it was basically when the box office number was announced, it's when like the tide turned and mm-hmm. then everything else after that started coming at them. Like, Oh, it's a disappointment. Oh, the racial, you know, the uh what's the colorism and everything started like you know going in the negative direction it was so weird to me yes rita rita moreno like she's featured in the movie as like one of these like pillars of uh of hispanics and she commented on it on like all the controversy and then she has to freaking issue an apology like no one can freaking win we're crucifying rita moreno now for saying what she truly thinks like Jesus, it, it's really so, tough. It's really yeah. tough. Yeah, but that does not take away from the fact that we thought we liked the movie. <laughs> we liked the movie a yeah. lot, and we found space for it at number one. Do you think that if we were in a normal year, this would still be our number one? <laughs> like halfway through the uh, year, it would I mean, probably it, it just be, depends on the other movies that would come out. I yeah. think that. Usually the first half of the year is always a little weaker, but we are, you know, halfway through the summer and we still don't have really good summer movies. Like F9 didn't make it on either of our lists. Nope. So, yeah, it's tough to say. Corella didn't make it on our list. Like these May, June, July movies are just not good and they're summer movies. So, right. We'll see I think about in a typical Black Widow year, in a moment. Yeah, but uh, come later on. this. But. <laughs> sorry (laughs) tipping my hand um yeah i just think in a typical year you might have better summer movies than you would this year right i i still think it would be a top movie for us somewhere like you know top three most likely yeah um but yeah so i'm not going to read too much into the movies because i still think like the top three movies that i have i think could be you know, could compete in any movie year, like for mm. a first half list type right. of thing. Yeah, true. Uh, so I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more movies, obviously. 
but a lot more better quality movies. Yeah, quality than what, movies. Yeah, than what we've been getting for the last year and change. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know your top five so far this year. Uh, I would be pretty excited to see what people have because there's so many different ways of viewing movies now mm-hmm. uh, that there's movies that I've missed. Like uh, there's a Angelina Jolie movie from earlier. Uh, Boy, I who, saw that one. <laughs> Those Who Wish Me Dead. Like, Those I Who Wish Me it. Dead. I saw that. Yeah? It was on HBO Max, but I never saw it. You know? uh, yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah I, I figured it's probably not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so many ways to watch movies. There's so many movies that are just popping up left and right out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like there's a movie right now that I, I want to see that is on Hulu. And uh, I I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I know Pierce Brosnan is in that movie, but he's not <laughs> like the main star. Um, but yeah, so I would love to hear what you guys think are your top five movies so far of 2021. Let us know on social media at always critic pod. That is the way to get to us, to get to know us and to write to us. Uh, so you can check us out on all the socials there before we get out of here. Any final thoughts on 2021, the first half, or do you have anything that you're excited about movie-wise in the second half? I'm really excited for Dune because I really... I, I saw that trailer last year and I was like, oh my yeah. God, this looks right up my alley. Like a space opera epic like sort of mm-hmm. deal. And you, you all know I already love like Lord of the Rings and I already love, um, you know, space yeah. shit. I'm you sure, love space. I'm there. Though. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when they <laughs> when the trailer dropped, I was like, this looks so serious. It takes itself so seriously. I want to be there. And so, the cast is just The cast is stacked. stacked. Come on. Stacked. Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac get, alone. Get on my screen <laughs> right now. Like I cannot wait. So, so yeah, so that is gonna be great. What was uh, the last um this is a total side note, but what's the last movie that you really liked that you saw, but it wasn't released in 2021? Like maybe a blind spot movie or something. Ooh, good question. I will let you know in just a moment. Okay, because I can give you mine while you're looking yourself. Yeah, go ahead and mention what yours is. I saw Jennifer's Body from 2009. Hold on. You're saying that you really liked this movie, right? I really liked it. It was super campy. And it was super horror and it just worked for me. It was very self-aware. And yeah, um, I feel really bad for liking this movie, but (laughs) it just really spoke to me. Um, I was laughing at it and it was dumb and but really funny. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, don't apologize for that. Um, I, I just found it interesting. I didn't think you would like that movie. Neither neither did I, because it's really not my type of movie. No, no, that is not your type of movie at all. Uh, so, yeah, so that was interesting. Okay, so this year, first time watch, first time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think the best movie that I've seen that wasn't a 2021 movie, I talked about it already on a Blind Spot episode earlier this year. Oh, God. And it was uh, the movie Once. Oh, Once. That's, that's the best one that I've seen that was not a 2021 release. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Rico like barely scratches the surface of movies that aren't released in the current year going backward. And 
watching blind spot movies is not his forte. (laughs) It's not. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm always like looking ahead, never looking behind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always like, Ooh, 2003. Let's see what I missed. So, um, speaking of like mid two thousands, the other one that I watched that I really, really liked was dodgeball. A hey. true underdog story. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. I hadn't watched that. And again, like not my kind of movie. No, it's but, not. Oh God. Once it got going, it was hysterical. If you it could was dodge so a hyster- wrench, you could dodge the ball. <laughs> Stop. I, I ended up like watching it by myself. Like I started with my sister. She fell asleep. And then I was laughing so hard that she was like, kept like kind of, getting getting awakened <laughs> and she was like what is going on and i was like this movie it's so crazy <laughs> so yeah, and again that is it's just so funny that's a funny wh- movie i know but why i would like dodgeball and jennifer's body like di- you could never like bet on me because sometimes i like things that are so out of my wheelhouse i know it's yeah it's very strange I know. um i will give a shout out to um the american president which oh, I, I saw for the first time this so year good. and it was really good. Really reminded me so much of the West Wing because uh, it's uh, um, the same dude. Yeah. Same writer, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Sorkin. Sorkin. Yes. Uh, so special shout out to that. But yeah, Once is the best movie that I've seen that was not from 2021. Highly recommend if you love music and if you like it, it's not a musical like, I wouldn't say that it's, you know, like people just break out into song, you know, right. a la Grease. You know, it's not like that. But it is musical in terms of like these are people who are actually singing and, you know, trying to make their way, trying to be a musician, you know. Mm. And so and it's a it's a wonderful love story, like between the two leads. And yes. uh, I I can't wait for you to see it. I can't wait. Uh, where can it. I watch it? Like, um, I don't know. I got to check to see if it's still on HBO Max. But if you have HBO Max, I do have HBO Max. I'll I'll see if it's still on there. And you you should definitely give it a shot sometime right. soon. Nice. Uh, so uh, looking forward, I am looking forward to Edgar Wright's The Last Night in Soho. Uh, that is his new release coming uh-huh. out later this year, starring uh Thomas and McKenzie and Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, Anya so. Taylor Joy frightens me a little bit. <laughs> okay, she's no, got I, Ava Green vibes. Ava Green <laughs> vibes, which to you, it's like if you ever see her in a alley. You know, if I see Ava gone. Green in a darkened alley and it's just me and her, I know it's my time to go. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, Jesus, I'm here. Like, yeah. just take me now. Because Ava Green really scares me. Oh, she yeah, is frightening. No, she she does have that quality to her. Like, very, <laughs> in, it, it's not intimidating. It's just like straight Fierce. up fear. <laughs> fear. <laughs> Fierce. Straight up fear. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also looking forward to No Time to Die. We, we just need to see it already. It's just No Time to Die. Oh my God. My sister was listening to that um, song that came up on Shuffle the other day, and I was mm. like, oh, my God, that song came out so long ago. Yeah. And the movie still hasn't come out. Still hasn't come out. <laughs> I know. Uh, any any moment now, we'll finally get that. Uh, October. But that'll be like this. 
That'll be I like know, this. I know. We have to start watching um, 007 movies because we're going to do like a, a... We are going to do a 007 a whole, retrospective. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, we have to really... Yeah, we got to get on top I have of to that. finish. That's 25 movies. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Remember we did Hitchcock? We did and Hitchcock. That was, that was that only was 18. Damn. Oh, my God. Well, I've so, already started. You know I've already started. Yeah, you've already started. I've already watched... Outside of the uh, Daniel Craig, I've seen Pierce Brosnan ones. So the Pierce Brosnan ones are the worst ones. They're really bad. They're, They're really so bad. bad. So can't wait to discuss them. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, so yeah, so we're waiting on that to come out. Um, and just in the back of my head, I I'm keeping an eye on Eternals, just because. So. We went to the movies Go this ahead. weekend. Yeah. Right. On you know, with all the family here. And we watched F9. I watched okay. it again. And my parents dose. had so many questions about like they were like, what is that trailer? What was that commercial for the Marvel Eternals or whatever? And like I had nothing to say. Like I was like, it's just another like Oh, because they showed like that whole Marvel clip show thing, right? No, it was just a trailer for Eternals. Oh, the the trailer for Eternals. That's right. Yeah. It, oh, so they showed it there. Okay. They Got showed it. it and they were so confused. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you this so that you're not confused anymore because apparently they've been here this whole time. <laughs> like they're eternal immortals. And now they get their own story. They're like, that's it. Like I don't yeah, know what else to tell you. Yeah, this is a comic book story I'm not familiar with. I cannot sit here and tell you anything about it. But this is <sighs> this is why it intrigues me. Directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, true Oscar winner now for Nomadland. Uh, and this movie has been done for over a year. This movie was supposed to come out last November. Oh, and Marvel has been so tight-lipped about it and they know they have something on this shut up they have something i'm no. not gonna sit here and say oh oscar no but you think they're releasing it in november with chloe Zhao is helming it because they think it's got oscar potential i'm not saying oscar potential but i still think that i it's mean going that to cast. get a lot of praise it's gonna get a lot of praise i think like they they feel like they have something special on their hands, and you don't hear Jack about that movie at all. On the other hand, how many leaks from Spider Man Far From Home have you heard? Oh like, my God! You know Can we talk enti- about Tom Holland and Zendaya? Oh my God! First, this this episode has gone off the rails. But it's gone off the rails here. Oh but my God! That Did is, you expect that? No, I didn't expect it. I did not expect it. Es que no hacen pareja. They don't, don't they? No, no. <laughs> like, I want them to work out. I'm excited that they're together, but no hacen pareja. No hacen pareja. No, and for those nothing. of you like listening, what are we saying? <laughs> they don't. They don't make a couple. Yes. Like you look at them and you think, huh. no, that's not a couple. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it's one of those things. It, it's. I guess that's the best way to describe it. It's yeah. Just like that is you kind of look at two people and you think, mm, that doesn't look like a I couple. I can't really see it. Yeah. I can't see it. Yeah. So that's what we're saying there. 
I mean, best to them. Best you know? to them. You know, hopefully yes. it's something that works out for the two of them. That'd be great but for the them. But the Spider-Man couples don't have a good track record. No, they don't. No, no they, they don't. don't. But what I was saying was, like, we know so many things about that movie already. And that movie still it, it comes out in December. <laughs> and we know so much about that movie already uh, versus the Eternals. You, you like, don't think that's part of the marketing shtick for the Spider-Man For movie? Sony, sure. But not for Marvel itself. Because remember, Sony is still like distributing that uh, right. the Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. even though Disney is the one that you know makes them pretty much. Sony is distributing them, so yeah, I can I can totally see where maybe that's part of their strategy is to get you know leaks out there and all that. But Marvel Studios is not; they're the other way. They're like, shut up, don't don't you dare say anything, and so that's why you don't know stuff <laughs> On like pain of death. Yeah, like that's why like we still don't know as of recording now. Uh, Black Widow's a couple days away, and the villain Taskmaster. We still don't know who's even playing Taskmaster. Yeah, we and, should just like take you know? wild guesses as to who it is. I, <laughs> like the actor, I mean. Oh, I know, right? Uh, Patrick okay. Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wild swing i was gonna go hugh jackman <laughs> like just oh my god can you imagine can you imagine can you imagine if just hugh jackman just showed up oh my god in gosh. the middle of black widow jesus angelina jolie <laughs> she's already in the Eternals. i know that would be that would be even crazy the thing like of she it. plays yeah. two roles <laughs> or it's uh, the same role but like she had a hand in like this uh, she had a hand bit in of it. history or whatever um i I, I don't have a good guess right now, but Emily uh, Blunt. <laughs> hey, like bro, if would, it's Emily Blunt, me muero, me muero. <laughs> if it's Emily Blunt as Taskmaster and she is the one in, under because it's usually a guy in the comics. But if they decide to go a woman, that would be crazy. And if it was Emily Blunt, even crazier. Oh, my God. That would be oh. the biggest thing ever. The so, best. The best. I think, I think <laughs> we are. Yeah, we're off the rails. We're going to go ahead and we're going <laughs> to. Call this episode done. Yeah. Uh, done. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, thank you for giving this episode a shot. Thank you for listening. Uh, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Uh, you can always scroll back to listen to some of our thoughts and some of the movies we mentioned today. Uh, you get our full review on those. Just scroll back. And don't forget to check us out on social media at Always Critic Pod. We're on the major social platforms. Check us out there. Write to us your top five for 2021. And if you like K-dramas, please come check out ATC Presents Debak K-Rambles because we are wilding out over there. <laughs> wilding out. Yeah. Yes, we are. So with that said, that has been our show. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic podcast. Always the Critic.